artists should have the resources they need to do the work that runs through their veins. And with the gathering of resources, we will one day abolish the phrase, starving artist. Day and night, the movement does not cease, for creativity never sleeps. We are Artist Uprising. When did you fall in love with music? Um, I was raised around music. My dad is a, is a pastor. Okay. My granddad is a pastor. My great granddad, he wasn't a pastor, but you know, <laughs> just keep it going. Right. Uh, but I was raised in church, so I heard music a lot, you know, and we were, and my parents, of course, having a church, they're concerned with what's happening musically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it became a bit of a family affair. So my aunt and my sister. And so when I was growing up, my, I have a big sister. And so when she, when uh, she was old enough, she would start to sing in church and play and everything, you know? So there was always music in the house. Um, and so just naturally I was interested because of that, you know, um, by the time I was 12, I realized that I might be able to sing, you know, I wasn't really sure, but I was singing along. But tell me this though, what was that singular moment? What was that one song that hit you where you were just like, Oh, Whoa, what? I know for me, it was, it was, um, Michael Jackson's like, uh, uh yeah uh human nature that was from yeah me. and then uh new additions cool it now all right then. what would what, what was yours um bro i can i don't know about a specific song but a specific group was boys to men okay like when i listened to them sing i was like what is this you know and First those albums were the second album the first album. So like, so well, well, when Motown Philly came out, you know, I listened to um, Criss Cross and Belle Biv DeVoe and you know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I kind of was like, that's sort of the same, uh, like, that's like the same team. The same team, the same players, everyone around it. Yeah. 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 Was it Michael Bivens or something that did? Michael Brock was behind it all. Yeah. Yeah. So like I heard, when I heard Motown Philly, I loved it, you know? And uh, you know, Everything they did, I just thought it was amazing. And I was always trying to like, I remember when I was listening to their song, Let It Snow. Remember that one, the Christmas, the Christmas album? With Brian McKnight. Yep. And that run at the beginning that Brian McKnight or whoever it is does it. I was like that stopping is. the tape and rewinding it and trying that, to do that it. That was Wanye. That was Wanye that did that. It was, it was. But yeah. That run, man. But yeah, I was pretty obsessed with them, bro. I love them. I, I heard you mention crisscross though. Did you ever rock the the overalls backwards? I didn't rock the no, but I did try to rock the um, the the baseball jersey backwards, my Braves jersey. I did, you know, try to do that, you know. But I think I probably switched it like by midday at school, you know. There is, there, there's a photo out there somewhere of my brother and I both with our overalls backwards with neckties <laughs> because we wanted to do the crisscross and boys to men. I yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm nuts man but i bet y'all were dope though i mean maybe we thought we were but we probably weren't (laughs) (laughs) i've heard i've heard you say this before but um and correct me if i'm wrong but i've heard you say your dream is to write music that helps inspire people of course yeah i love to inspire people man you Um, currently feel like as far as what you're doing now that you that you feel like you're in that lane like you're doing it right now yeah, I um, I feel like, well, first of all, music itself is just inspiring. Yeah. 
in general. So it doesn't, you know, like as of late, a lot of the music that I've been making has been um, really focused on TV and film, right? Uh, commercials and ads and stuff like that. So it has a certain energy to it. It has a certain vibe to it. And, you know, that inspires people differently. You know, I get messages from people who are like, uh, like trainers and stuff, like people from Peloton or whoever who have used a song for something, you know, and they're yeah. like, this song really gets me up and going. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> that's a different type of inspiration that I've, you know, was ever expecting to get. But, but, you, yeah. but you've learned to like acclimate yourself to be like, if this is the kind of song I got to write, then I'm going to do something like that to it. Man, I love variety, man. I love variety. So it's like, if if this is the vibe and creative, like I call them fences, like creative fences. Like I like to know why I'm writing a song. It really helps me to move forward if I have some rules or some boundaries, you know, for my creativity. Because when you sit down, if I sit down at, you know, in the studio and I'm can just, and it's time to write. And it's like, you can write anything you want to write. You know, there's a pretty good chance that I'm going to geek out and do something that I might not be able to use commercially. You know, what do you, what do you do at that point with that, that you're not able to like, what happens to that? Well, I'll save it, you know, title it something that I really like, you know, and whenever I have another one of those moments where I want to go back to, you know, that vibe, I'll go back to it. And sometimes it's been salvageable. It's been, or it's been something I can really build on and create. And other times it's been like, you know, stays on the hard drive. You know what I mean? Like, right. but still, I like to work anyways, even if I'm, you know, those times are really great for experimentation, you know? So, what, what brought about the, cause I know you'd been in, in, you know, in LA for a minute, what brought the move to Nashville? Um, the move to Nashville was after my wife and actually, actually during the pandemic, right? Um, before the pandemic, I was running around LA just working with producers and writing songs for different projects for, you know, for artists or TV, whatever it would be. Right. Um, and so I was in a certain kind of a flow. And then when the pandemic hit, of course, we were locked down from day one, you know, they were like, all right, everybody's staying home. Yeah. And at that point we knew we needed to pivot, you know, so my wife and I talked and we invested in our home studio before that. I would record vocals here and there. And I had a good setup for that, you know, but after that, I realized, Hey, if you want to have output, you need to be able to make the tracks. You need to be able to create and then figure out a way to collaborate with your producers, you know, through email, whatever it would be, you know? And, um, so because of that, I got way better at, producing and making tracks and starting songs than I ever anticipated I would and in a speed I never thought I would um because you were having to work with other people before for that and now with the lockdown and everything you're kind of forced to kind of relearn or learn how to do this on your own then yep and so through the help of some really good friends who are great producers you know we would get online and you know they would we would I would screen share with them and they would help me get certain templates and figure out things and shortcuts. And so because of, I had some really good friends who helped me, who I could call anytime, who had helped me and uh, give me feedback. It kind of was lightning fast for me to be able to, it took a lot of hours though, dude, but I would have never, Larry, I would have never taken the time to do it right. because to me, it would have been more like, it's your hobby, man. You know, you got to take care of your family, get out there and do stuff that you can keep, you know? Yeah. But because of the pandemic, man, I had to learn it. 
And I'm so glad I did. And I wish I did it 10 years ago, dude. Just because of now <laughs> where you're at with what you're yeah. doing, right? Yep. So, so basically to answer your question, that, that put us in a place where it was like, hey, we can actually be anywhere because our relationships changed with all those producers and with the companies we're working with, it became a different conversation. It wasn't just Ryan going and writing and that's the only way you can create something. It became, we can kind of do it from anywhere. How did, and, you, how did you get to that point though, where you got into writing music, like, you know, just off the bat, like what got you to LA to start writing music? Well, um, I was in a publishing deal and, uh, and kind of a, um, a development deal here in, uh, like when I was living in Dallas, I got it. And then I moved to, Na- to Nashville for about six or seven months and work- was working with the company here and made a trip to LA. And the whole goal at that time was to do an artist project, you know, to write, to kind of go after songs, to figure out what we wanted to do. And whenever I went out to LA, I met my wife now, you know, uh, Nikki. Yes. yes. And um, it turned in from being maybe three week trip to, you know, me just living there me coming back here, you know. And so when I moved to LA, um, my wife was already really doing a lot, right? She's an unbelievable singer, unbelievable songwriter. Yes, like she's already successful, you know, right. um, like the Glee plaque back there as her, you know, like, how did you guys meet? Um, well, we met through, um, uh, through this guy that she sang with, um, actually on Glee. And he was a friend of mine. I had known him for like about 10 years and he was just kind of the go between. She's, he's like, you know, you need to see this guy, you know, like check him out. So she shows him my show he shows her my Instagram and he kind of connects the dots. So by the time that I got to go to LA to meet her, when I met her, man, we fell in love like quick, bro. Amazing. And that it was like, all right, I can't go back. I can't leave you here, man. I gotta, I gotta be out here, you know, with you. Yeah. And it took a couple of years to get the right traction to create the right, you know, and, and through the right friendships. But because of like uh, getting a good direction and, through some really good people, I got connected to some really talented folks, man. I got connected to a producer named Sean Hamilton. He's also known as Black Monday. He's amazing. And Sean and I started writing. And then Sean moved his thing to Rodney Jerkin's studio. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden, I'm working with, you know, in Rodney's studio. Dark there, Child. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Working with Dark Child studio, in a studio. And we're getting working on Empire all of a sudden. And we're writing for the show. And artists are coming through. And it became like a place where we wrote, we would write three or four songs a day, you know, and we would go morning to night, people coming through constantly. And I developed as a songwriter in that scenario, writing with those guys all the time. Man, that's where I really. So it wasn't like you weren't writing for you. You were writing for like other people. And like through that, you felt like you got better because of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was at the time it was like, let's just create, you know. Um, I wrote songs that were going to be for me that I ended up giving to other people. You know, um, one of the songs that I wrote during around that time that ended up going to one of Rodney's artists is called um, uh, it's called Saved. And I wrote that song and one of Rodney's artists, uh, Jack Ross, one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life, ended up doing it. And Jack took it where I couldn't have ever taken it. You know, Jack took it to like we got. Um, we were on, um, uh, Will Smith had a documentary, you know, it's uh, not had, but it has a documentary called Netflix, um, on Netflix called Amend. 
Yeah. And we ended up being a part of that campaign there with that song. Like, and so to see it be a part of something that important was like, wow, man, you know, that really resonated. And how long um, has that song been floating around before it like been picked up? A couple of years, man. I had it for a few years. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Like how that stuff works, man. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. I got a, I was, uh, I wrote a song back in, uh, I, I put it out in 2020 with a company here and I was actually having a song write uh, the day before yesterday. And I was complaining to the producer. I was like, this certain company's sleeping on this song, certain company, we will say, but I like, they're sleeping on this song. It's killer. Listen. And, you know, and then the next day I get like an email, like, can you send the stems? You know, we got a placement for it. I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> what was your, what was your first like song that got placed? Do you remember like which which was that one song that you were like, oh, song got placed? Because I know those moments for like some friends that have had that happen. It's like it's game changer. Man, I, whenever I started, so I have this, um, I have a project that, and um, uh, like I have an artist name called Louis Two, right? Yes, and... I know that, man. <laughs> you first posted and I was like, what is going on? I was like, he rebranded himself. He's going by Louie. And, but the music was, is amazing, man. Thanks brother. Thank you, man. That was like, I didn't know. So is that just like music for that project is like stuff you'll pitch out to like other, pro you know, just artists or just, you know, movies, films, anything like that. Yeah. That stuff will go for like, it goes to like, it's been, Louie has been all over the world, man. Like Louie's did like, I had um, like the the opening to the Olympics, like the entire song. One of them was the opening oh. Olympics. Um, like we've had Nike commercials. We've had um, like I mean, so I can't even name them all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's really it's prime. It's it's kind of like my primary thing yeah. as far as work goes. You know, but I mean, I got like like it's always in football games. It's always on commercials. It's always you know it's all over the place. They do a uh, a really great job at pitching that stuff, man. But like Louie was my biggest ones. I, I like, I got TV stuff. I got the stuff on empire. I got, um, you know, like, uh, like just different TV shows yeah. and stuff. But my first like ad, like commercial things and stuff like that was through Louie. And whenever, you know, they call you and tell you what kind of money you're making, that makes you pretty happy, you know, because <laughs> that's that mailbox money. Bro, I've been a poor songwriter for a minute, so it took, you know what I mean? So, like, whenever you see something that's, like, that's, like, real, real money? <laughs> like, and that's, you coming, don't put that in my account? It's coming monthly or just whenever yeah. it's, yeah, every, yeah every, Like, different companies are different, but usually it's, like, every, usually it's quarterly how I get paid out, you know? And I don't even know usually what all I got until they say, hey, here comes, you know, like, like here's what we're gonna pay you. I don't know, but then I get a list, of course. <laughs> oh man, did you? It's wild. Was it? Was there a point though? Like when you went to LA, like where you were going in this project, where's a development deal, and you were thinking about you as an artist, like this is about me, and then having to kind of not relinquish, but then pivot and be like, I'm a songwriter now, and mm -hmm. this is what I do. How, did, what was the, what was that dynamic like? Like, were you, were, was it one of those things where you kind of like, it was tough on the ego, but you know, you're just like, I know this is like, yeah. this is a different, this is a different move and it's going to be even bigger than what you expected. Well, there's, 
I always wanted to be a part of other people's projects, you know, because um, I, I've always listened to like, a, a, I've listened to like a lot of different music and been inspired to write, excuse yeah. me, like a lot of different music. And I knew that I couldn't put out all that, right? Right. It wouldn't make sense for me to be that, you know, person to put all that out. Like, I mean, if it's a, yeah, there's certain genres that I just don't need to mess with, but I could write for, you know? Right. And so doing that was always part of the plan. But, you know, to be honest with you, the death of the artist dream, you know, that's a dream that I die still today sometimes, bro. You know, like, I, I like, there's a part of me that's like, man, it'll be fun to be able to make this kind of a thing or that kind of a thing. And I'd love to to break this way or, or that way. Right. But, you know, is that going to make me happy? I have different, I have different, you know, conversations with myself or, mm. you know, about it now, like, well, what would make you happy about it? You know, what would it be? Is it touring? Do you want to be on the road all the time? Because if you're on the road all the time and you're not at home, you know, you love being with your wife, you love being with your daughter, you know, and, and I've come to the understanding that if I was going to be an artist, it would need to be something that's like I was in control of. I was in control of how long I was gone. And, but there's a certain point that you get to with that where you kind of can't control it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you got to serve that. Um, I, I hope I'm not getting off base with it, but no, 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 so no, no, just no, to man. let you know. Yeah. So the, the, the artist thing, like letting that go, I have to let that go a good bit, you know? And there's a part of me sometimes it's like, what if you found a niche this way or that way, you know? Cause I love playing shows. I love singing live, you know, and I've gotten some really great opportunities to do things and, you know, live that are great, but um, you know, it's still an ongoing thing for me, man, just honestly, but well, I never want to make it weird. I'm always like, I don't want it to be weird, man. I want it to be cool. <laughs> it's not weird. It's not cool, man. I mean, it is cool, but I was going to say though, too, like as a songwriter, um, just because, you know, we've kind of like talked about this, what would you say, or can you give us a glimpse into like what your process is as a songwriter now? Okay. Um, my process is make the time, right? Make the time to write, um, make the schedule. Like for us, it would be like, you know, from uh, whatever days of the week it is that we're, we're going to be working. If we're in town or, you know, um, we do different types of jobs, right? Like, because we also were singers for, like, we sing for TV shows and that kind of stuff, just as singers as well. Yeah. Um, so depending on what that schedule is, because, you know, when, when they set that, that's pretty solid. We, I'll schedule everything else around that, unless I have a song, right, that's already in place. But I'll, either I'm working with another artist and producer where I'm going to write, um, and otherwise I'm making time to do it. So it'll be like, all right, from this point to this point, I'm going to be writing today. And as a songwriter, I try to find out like, okay, well, like what project am I working on first? You know, like right. what's the project and what's the direction and then try to keep those parameters. Right. And then I'll start making stuff through either. It's like a voice note. I got a bajillion voice notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, so I record those constantly. I'm always writing down. Like if I get a phrase or an idea, there's notes in my phone for those because I'm always doing that. And then otherwise it's I'll sit down and I'll start listening to samples. I'll start listening to drum sounds and I'll start playing chords or whatever it is. And then from that point, you know, the song kind of writes itself. You know what I mean? You know, you get a goal of what do you, what, what you want it to look like, or you dream it in your head first. And then of course it comes out into, you know, 
into the, you know, into reality always a little different than you originally planned it, you know. But, but, but I mean, does it, do you feel like it, it takes like another level of energy to like, to be able to create something with the goal of say like inspiring others, or is that, you know, would you say something that's naturally in you? It would be like, because music, it, it just does that, you know, and I want to be inspired while I'm making it, right? Yeah. So like when I'm making stuff, I'm looking for what moves me when I'm making it, right? And if it's moving me, it's a good chance that it can move other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally. Yes. Makes sense. So I'm looking to be moved. I'm not like, no matter what it is, I want something that's going to make me, you know, like make me vibe. And if it does that, then it's a good chance that other people are going to like it. You know, now, do you have a sounding board when it comes to something like that. Are you taking it to the wife and like, yo, I got this thing here. Tell me what you think. Like, is she your go-to when it comes to like, check this out, this hook, this melody? A million percent. A million percent. It's like, it's, it's a luxury to have somebody in the house that knows what they're talking about. Right. So shoot, I can be like, yo, check this out, babe. You know, she's been hearing it a lot of the day, like from up here. Mm -hmm. some of it but then i'll play it down for her and she'll like she's been my biggest encourager man like you know really pushes me and really encourages me and um it's always fun to have a song to play some you know to, to be able to play something for somebody and you have that sounding board be like does this suck or is this dope what is this you know is it the same vice versa though too as well for sure yeah i'll come home and she'll have written something that's like stupid brilliant and she's all like is it good i'm like yes <laughs> It's really good. Every time, every time she writes something, when I come home and she's written something, it's always great. And, you know, yeah, she's just in a lot of ways. That's got to be inspiring, too, because if oh, anything, yeah. you guys are pushing each other. Absolutely. And it's really like Nikki always inspires me with her honesty. Right. Um, I write when I write, I usually write out of a character. Yeah. Like I get an idea. This one thing I really like about, you know, Louie is Louie's not really me. He's just a, a figment of my imagination. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, some stuff, but of course it is me writing the lyrics, you know, but when I'm, you know, saying something like, you know, like I'm the best or check me out, look at this, watch what I do. That's, you know, me, Larry, I'm not about to talk <laughs> like that. That's you. But, <laughs> but for the sake of an ad, you know, like I'll make the music because it's fun, but it's like you get to be able to, you know, get that alter ego or whatever. And that's, that's a safe the best part about creating like another thing outside of like who you are. You exactly. Know? You know, I mean, Bowie did, you know, I mean, like it's a, it's a fun thing to do and actors do it all the time. And, you know, and as a vocalist as well, you have to learn how to be a, a bit of an actor to, do different types of jobs, you would know? You, would you say Louie is kind of like reinventing yourself? Yeah, it would be like if I was super like, you know, really excited about me and everything about me. <laughs> you have to be your biggest fan when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. You know, you do. Yeah. I mean, like, I totally like, you know, it's like some of the stuff is totally like outlandish, you know, and then but part of it is my sense of humor. It's my sense of humor when I'm, because I'll rap as Louie and I'm not a, you know. No. I, yeah. I'm not trying to be in the rap game, but like. But it sounds great though. But I'll lay a verse great. down because, and I'll make it funny and I'll make things, you know, and it's really, Louie's really about people coming together. And I'm definitely about people coming together. I'm finding solid and, you know, um, and common ground. And 
uh, also about like, you know, dreaming big and that kind of stuff. And, you know, so a lot of that, you know, really is me, you know, it really is. So, but it's a way to experiment and it's a way to express yourself, you know, that I otherwise wouldn't have, you know? Well, so you kind of, you've been talking about Nikki, you know, the family and whatnot. I understand like, it's really like something that is important to you, you know, pushes you. I mean, I want to take it back a little bit to uh, 2016. All right, then. The Edgar Family Band. Mm-hmm. Uh, you competed on America's Got Talent, and you were like a fan favorite. You were featured. Uh, you were favorites of the show. I-, I would love to know what that experience was like and how that all came about. Man, okay. So our experience with reality TV, right? Like, you know, we've been in music for a minute. So we've all like, I did, you know, American Idol, and my wife's yeah. done those things. We you know, so it, and living in California, living in Los Angeles, you end up, you know, knowing a lot of people who have been on those shows and you end up meeting people who work on those shows. And yeah. um, we ended up having a friend who's a producer on the show and he's been asking my wife like for years to be on the show. Right. And she was like, well, we got I got something for you. Uh, I got this thing like where me and my husband and my daughter, we all sing together. The Edgar family band, you know. And he's like, really? Well, send me something. So we sent her like, so we sent him the, uh, uh, like a video of us singing. He's like, what could you come to the audition in Burbank? You know, can you come do it? And so my wife's got quite a story already, you know, like television is, is a a, a few different things, right? One is going to be your talent. It's going to be, you know, what you bring to the table that moves people. And then also your story. Yes. Where you come from? What do you have to say? And Nikki has quite a story, you know, yeah. and our family is a bit of a miracle, you know, so the way that it's all, you know, that we all came together and like, so when we went in, we had the song, we, you know, like Jazlyn, our daughter, she's 21 now, she can sing her face off, bro. Right. She's amazing, you know, and she's killing it right now. And uh, so the three of us put some stuff together and went to the audition and man, it just moved, kept moving forward, just kept going forward, just kept going. And for a lot of people, like, uh, you know, they fly to L.A., they're like, oh, we're on the show. So they put you up the lows in Hollywood, you know, and like you're at the show and, you know, it's all like, you know, you're from like wherever. Right. You're in Hollywood, live yeah. TV. It's like ah, constantly. Yeah. For us, we, we lived, you know, eight minutes from the Dolby Theater. So we'd be like on TV live, you know, and then like. 45 minutes later, you know, we're home, you know, relieving the babysitter ordering Thai food, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but you'd also already been through it though before. Yeah. So you kind of had an idea of like what it was like then. Right. Yeah. You knew like, well, we knew it was going to like, you never know what's going to happen. So we held it super, super loose. And it was a lot of fun though, bro. And, uh, you know, like, People, a lot of a lot of your friends and a lot of people you've known like your whole life end up reaching out to you because it's different. Like I've been putting out music for years, right? But and uh, you know, and so is my wife, of course. But when you're on TV and you're on primetime television and you basically walk into people's living rooms, you know, they all reach out to you. It's a kind of a different thing. TV's my parents went crazy. They loved it, you know. Did your they, numbers in social media like go crazy too? Yeah, our numbers went up and we like we did we did great on socials and Nikki did the best Jasmine did. Then I did the third. You know what I mean? I'm just like, you know, <laughs> but you know, um, 
but we did good on socials and we uh, also something really great that happened with the show is because of that, you know, you get, you know, uh, invites to come do things, a lot of corporate functions and people would see corporate as maybe like you're going to some office building or something to sing. And now you're like going to like, you know, arenas. These are big corporations that have you come sing and do things. So we got to do some really great events, bro. Like, you know, and some really great jobs that came out of it, but we didn't continue doing it. Um, we had a really good setup for it, but my wife got sick not long after that. And she had to go through some health things. And, you know, when that happened, it was like, we kind of slowed down right. and we decided to pivot, you know, in life anyway. So, yeah. Oh man. And yeah, are yeah, you crazy. still, as far as like, I know you were leading in church and whatnot. Are you still doing that as well? Like with the move now to Nashville? Um, I haven't been, uh, the last time like I led a couple of months ago at a church in Shreveport and I love doing that, man. I, because, you know, it's what I've, what I grew up doing yeah. and it's something that like, I feel like whenever I do that, like a lot of people don't know what it's like to walk into church and hear music and be a part of that. But the people who do know, know that like, it's, it's important to walk in and not feel weird. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> and, and I always feel like my job when I do that is to make it not weird. Like, you really think about what you're doing. You want to make everyone feel comfortable. Yeah, man. Like, and so I really love to do that. And, um, you know, I've made music for that as well. Like, it's something I'm super passionate about. And uh, because I love to encourage people in that way as well. I've seen like, you know, that, you know, worship music and um, inspirational music. I, it actually, I've seen it change people's lives, man, be a, or be a, a real element to help, uh, you know to be a, a part of, to help catapult the change or, you know, and, and I've had experience in life when I've felt a certain way about things and, you know, been listening to music that was made in church and what it did for me and how it changed my, the direction I, I was going emotionally, you know what I mean? And kind of shifted my soul into a different space. Yeah, man. It's powerful and I love it. So but yeah, I'll do that. Like, like I've got a few things coming up in the next couple of months, you know, Can you but right now we're kind of settling. Can you talk about that or is it on, is it kind of top secret? Oh no, it's, it's not the top secret. I'm still like, I still love to write and like, I'm probably, you know, it's a possibility. I'm going to do some more. Like I did an EP on this, you know, under my name uh, that came out uh, last year and we right. uh, had a single that was on radio and it did pretty good on radio. And, um, uh, we've been talking about it and considering doing another one because I, like, I feel like that contribution is important as well. I didn't contribute to that space for a really long time. Um, I, I kept it simple. I'm like, I, I go to church or I'll sing in church, but this is what I write, you know? Uh, but I feel like, you know, being me in every space I go is important. So. Do you feel yeah. like, you know, like, cause in this world of like in music, you, and you know how this is, especially coming from like a development deal, You've got people that are trying to mold you into this person or into this sound and to this lane and to this look. Do you feel like as you've gotten older and the experiences that you've been through over the years that you're finally in a space where you're like, uh, no, like this is me 100 and this is how I move and that's it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like 
at this point in time, because I floss super hard, nobody tries to tell me how to dress. So, <laughs> well, we can tell by those pants. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I was going to ask I, you where you did know, you get those pants in that photo? Those are really dope. Those pants are from Wasteland in uh, Studio City, man. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so, <laughs> was it a stylist that found that, or was it? Are those yours? Nah, man, that was me. It's your father that did it. So I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm being so stupid. Like, no, but I don't. I don't really. I, you just so less listeners know. I'm just joking. I'm not seriously into myself. <laughs> he, he is 110 percent serious. You guys, uh, you should see our text message exchange over the years. Uh, no, but no, no but nobody like really tries to tell me where to like like how to look. It's more like what do you want? And so the more important thing at this point isn't like. Like, I don't really hit the wall of people trying to tell me how to look. It's yeah. more, what do you want? Like, hey, have something to say. Like, um, if you're going to do a photo shoot, like either you make the choice on what you want to do and have a strong direction or somebody else is going to make choices for you. You know what I mean? So you can, it depends on what you're doing. Like, and I'll always, if I'm working with another company, like here's my vision, you know? And a lot of times I've just been like really, um fortunate enough to where they're like dope let's go with it you know yeah like they're not trying to change it they're not trying to like well they want to pull out all they can of what i'm trying to do you know right. so yeah i've been fortunate in that way man well i know we took it back a little bit like to 2016 but i want to take it back just a little bit further all right um you and nikki used to host i don't know like if it was just nikki host this this uh it was like a showcase on sundays at the w uh -huh. hotel in la because i know uh -huh. you tried to get me to come out to it and it was like one of these things where musicians and stuff would come out you know and just like perform i have to tell this story because you are on here so yeah, i yeah. know this story myself because i've only seen the video that you posted and like a million people liked it but there's this video out there of this showcase that you guys show. It's like on a Sunday evening, right? It was Sunday, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yep, Sunday night. And, you know, you have everyone come up and play. You invite people to come up and sing, right? It was almost like an open mic, but not open mic. Right. Yeah, you would, we would, okay, so first of all, Nikki, yeah. it was Nikki Tell was the host. Yeah. So Nikki, Nikki's the host of the show. Yeah. And um, I inherited the thing with her, of course, because I mean, we got married and like, right. so of course I'm there. And she was just killing it, man. Like when I got there, the show was just like, you know, between eight and 1800 people every Sunday at the W in Hollywood. I remember and you told me about it, but even before you told me, other people were telling me about this. It was the night. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, it was like the night, man. And everybody came through. There would be, you know, movie stars came through it, like pops, like pop singers, like people from like, you know, before I got there, she had already sang with Stevie Wonder on stage there. Stevie had Carter to come through. Like there was a grip of people, man. You know, Dennis Rodman, you know, all these different people would come. Like it was just wild. Like now Dennis Rodman, an artist, but you know, he came through, he came through and like, you know, and, and it was really great because when, you know, those celebrities come through, they make it like you get a lot of press on that stuff. You know what I mean? You, know, so what the show was, you know what I'm talking about though, right? Oh, when Prince when, came, is that the one? When, what's his name came and played on the guitar? Oh, Prince. Yeah, when Prince showed up. <laughs> How does that happen, man? How does Prince show up? Okay, so like 
the show, the format of the show is that Nikki would book the artists, right? Right. Like it was always artists. It wasn't really, it wasn't like open mic. It was, it was always planned, you know? So we would book out artists and she would book out the artists and then they'd come through, you know, and sing and, and stuff and just be a part of the whole night. And it was a great, because it'd be great for exposure. And it's also a really, really fun night period, yeah. you know, but it always seemed like with that show that when celebrities came or um, artists would come, they would come and not like, they'd come and listen first. They'd be like, and hang out. And so it was pretty common for someone to be there. And then by half, by, there was like a halftime of the show, there'd be like a 15 minute break and then a second half. But by that halftime, it was so like turnt in there that most people can't help themselves. They're like, let me up there. You know, it was just yeah. felt like that. Like, or everybody would play it cool and then be like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And then, but by that time, they're like, yeah, let them know I want to do this song or that song, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was pretty common that that would happen. But this one night we heard that like Prince, like we just got wind from uh, this, uh, from Ryan Cross, the MD that was there. He's like, yeah, Prince might become the night. We're like, who invited Prince? All right, dope. Well, we'll see, you know, if he comes. And so during the show, we see him walk in and they had him like a table and stuff. And like, when he walks in and I, if I was with you, I do the impression. It was the greatest thing ever. Be like, oh my God, there he goes. There goes Prince. Like he's here. He's at the show. That's Prince. Wow. That's Prince at the show, you know? Oh. And so he walks in, he doesn't sit at the table that we have set up for him. He just kind of disappears. And we're like, oh man, like, we're like, did he not like it? Was he not feeling the vibe of the night? You know, is this not yeah. where Prince wants to chill tonight? Yeah. <laughs> is Prince trying to go to somewhere else? Right. And so we didn't see him like for probably 45 minutes to an hour. Like I thought he was gone. And then, uh, on the second half, I was singing a little help for my friends, you know, and while I was singing a little help for my friends, all of a sudden I see his little Afro coming through the crowd, walks through the crowd of people and walks up on stage. And we're just like, Oh my, what's he doing? He goes and gets the guitar, you know, from our guitar player and starts doing a solo. Like, and it was just like, man, you know, you're witnessing like, something way bigger than you when that happens because it's a moment it's a moment and, dude and from the crowd the energy from the crowd like one thing about that crowd there at the w was always like they were real honest you know like you got to be honest on stage you know like if you get up and try to be something that you're not it's so easy to see there for some reason it seemed like you know yeah and they loved real moments and when the real moments happened they were really invested you know and dude it was like the the energy in the room was insane when he got up there to play. It was like, I'll never forget it, man. It was amazing. Well, I just <laughs> remember it being shared, man. And I know like, you know, rest in peace, Prince, the legend, man. Um, the legend. Speaking of legends, living or past, I got a few questions for you. Um, living or past, who would be your dream collaborator and why? My dream collaborator yeah you know this is this has changed a lot in my life you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. um but my i would say my dream collaborators it's kanye west man i love kanye west dude <laughs> like, why I, tell me why kanye 
man, I just, the, like my dream collaborator, because he's such a great, like a, such a big dreamer and such a fearless dreamer over something. And the way that he believes in himself and the way that he believes in the stuff that he's doing is really unbelievable, you know? Um, and of course, like the music that he has made is like, you know, man, all the lights can't tell me nothing. Like those are some of my, like those songs, like they were just a part of my life at a time when I was like really digging in, man. And like, I just, there was, there was a time I wrote like the vision of an entire EP listening to 808s and heartbreak. You know what I mean? Like on repeat, like just the whole wow. like thing. So he's been a part of my creative process in that way, you know, for a long time. So I think that, I think that, yeah, Kanye West is probably my ultimate collaboration friend, you know, but I can from- see it, man. I can see it. <laughs> right on, man. For real. You can see it, man. I can see it. Well, I hope that it was, would be everything I would want it to be. <laughs> I bet you. I bet you it would, though. I bet you it would, man. I mean, the thing I like about him is just like how he's been able to kind of navigate through the years is like music has changed. And I mean, like that sense, you know, Mm -hmm. you've been doing music for a long time. So you understand just how, you know, the landscape in itself, music has changed like so drastically. Um, Mm we get a lot of people, our, our viewers and listeners, some are, you know, aspiring artists that are trying to figure out what to do or how to get started. I mean, if you could, man, I mean, what what advice would you give to, to them as far as them trying to like find their space mm-hmm. in this world, like in the realest way possible? You know, it's two things. One is like, you know, being true to you, get inspired and like, what inspires you? You know, what are you reading? What are you, you know, reading is really important and learning about the th- like, like learning about creativity and different parts of it is, is going to be a really important piece of it. And, um, you know, a way to do that is going to be through reading. It's going to be through what you're watching, how you're being inspired and how you're spending your time and being, being definite, but like not being hard on yourself as you're in the creative process and staying really humble in it. Right. And knowing that like life, I like to say that life moves at the speed of relationships. Mm. Um, so a friend of mine, Jeremiah, uh, told me that I'll never forget it, but meaning is like how you treat the people you're with, you know, it's kind of how fast you get to move along. You know what I mean? Um, the people that you meet are really important. And as you're on the creative journey and you're doing that, um, know that how you treat those around you could really directly affect how fast you move forward. Um, I have a short story about this. There's a guy who screwed me over in music, right? Right. And first, you know, like, first of all, don't be scared to share as you're moving. If, if somebody calls you, you know, like a producer and they're like, yo, I want to put your song out when I do this. And, you know, uh, I need a piece of your publishing and you're nobody and you haven't done anything yet you know, consider that, consider sharing because it's worth it. Yeah. Don't let them take all of it, you know, but consider sharing and know that sharing is important as you move forward, you know, but I had a guy who, you know, who took from a lot of people and, uh, he, he, at the time was, um, I'm trying not to be super specific, you know what I mean? But at the time, this person did a lot of people wrong in business and he did me wrong as well. However, I didn't shun the guy. 
a lot of people did, you know, and there was, it was a good reason to, but for some reason I was like, I'm not going to shun the cat. I'm not going to work with them. Right. But I'm going to be his friend still, you know? And because I didn't like write him off and stayed friends with him, he connected me a couple of years later with my friend, Sean, uh, who I ended up writing with, who ended up being the key to me getting everywhere that I've gotten. Wow. As far as creating music in a way that um, makes, makes a living for me. Wow. If I wouldn't, if I'd have written that guy off and not forgiven him, you know, and, and, and treated him badly, I'd have never, never gotten to meet the people I met. And so it was kind of like through the door of like grace, forgiveness in that way toward that person, you know, being careful, of course, you know what I mean? But yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like while you're on the journey, you know, and as well, like, you know, like everyone is original, right? Everyone is original and, but everything has been, there's not really nothing new under the sun, mm -hmm. you know? So don't be scared to like, don't just be like, I'm just going to be so different that all of a sudden no one gets it at all. Like, Right. Don't be scared to give people stuff that they can get first. Yeah. You know, get some ground. And then like, you know, once you establish yourself, then try a bunch of new stuff and see what works, but don't hold anything. Just keep move on. Keep moving on. Put your stuff out, promote it, push it, make new music, move on, move on. You know, you got to fail a lot, man. You got to fail a lot to, to get where you're going. So that's a lot of advice. No, man. I knew like having you on would be like so important as far as for, you know, our listeners, you know, because we get a lot of creatives, a lot of musicians too, that are just trying to like figure it out and they yeah. don't know how to do this. And I mean, like, this is like the, one of the reasons why that I'm so glad I got to have you on. So I just want to tell you personally, thank you. I'm grateful for you and, you know, grateful for our friendship and just thankful that you were able to just sit here for a few minutes and, you know, share your story with us. Um, if our listeners want to reach out to you in some form or fashion, what, how can they find you on social media? I am on, first of all, let me answer. I appreciate you, Larry, man. You're like the master creator. <laughs> always reinventing, always moving forward, always energetic. I love you, dog. I appreciate you, man. So thanks for having me on. It's, and it's an honor to be a part of this. So um, if you want to find me, just check, like, look me up on Instagram, the Ryan Edgar. Find me there. That's the best place to find me. So <laughs> and what about Louie, though? Louie? Um, Louie, everything Louie you can find. Too. So you can find Louie, too. Like if you look up L-O-U-I-S and then I-I. Yeah. Go to Spotify. Check that out. And also anything that Louis, you know, when I put out new Louis music, I always post it on my Ryan Edgar Instagram, you know, so I do what I want. You know what I mean? You are in control. <laughs> I, love it. I love it, man. And I appreciate you. I um, will honestly be in touch with you outside of this and stuff, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, man, uh, continued success on your journey, man. Love to you, you and the family as well, man. Thank you, brother. You too, dog. Stay tuned and explore the next Artist Uprising. Use hashtag Artist Uprising to join the movement.